You have your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 16 tonight. Acts chapter, very familiar uh, passage that you should know all about. Uh, and I, I probably, you could probably stand and get me the, the three point outline that I have for this. You could probably tell me, and it'd probably be right on message, right on point. Amen. So uh, I pray that it'll, it'll help you. I know it's helped me because I've been through some dark places, and I've been through some dark valleys. And uh, I, I've gotten just like a lot of people, when you get in there, you just want to throw up and quit and don't want to do anything. You just want to sit down and say, Lord, I just take me on home. Being like uh, uh, Jonah said, hey, it's better for me to die. And Isaiah said, it's better for me to die than continue on. I, I've been in that position before, and uh, I know how it feels. But God has something good for each and every one of us. You're here because God's got something for you to do. Amen. God ain't finished with you. So Acts chapter 16, verse number 20. And brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, being Jews, do exceedingly trouble us. And you remember the lady with the spirits? And they, they turn around and cast the spirits out. And, and it got the crowd all upset. This is where we're at. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. When he had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them in the prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in stocks. And at midnight, it's a dark time. And can I say they didn't have electricity in the prison back then. It was dark. But at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. When's the last somebody, time somebody heard you pray? I mean, you go to a restaurant and you say, let's pray. No, pray out loud. Let the people know around you that you're praying, thanking God, giving God the praise. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosened. And the keeper of the prison, walking out of the sleep, and waking out of his sleep, and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, do, do thyself no harm, for we're all here. Then he called for a light, and he sprang in, and came trembling, and fell down before Paul and Silas, and brought them out, and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Well, you got to get a three-piece suit. you got to join a church. you got to be baptized. you got to be good. you got to tithe. And all that thing, no, he, they didn't tell him. They, they, said, thou, they, they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch our hearts, open our minds, Lord. Help us to believe, to see the things you want us to see. And Father, we'll praise you, Lord. We'll give you the honor. We'll give you glory in all things. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. The Bible said at midnight, and this is a dark place, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto the God. Here are two men that had been beaten, thrown in prisons. Everything has gone wrong. They're chained up in a dark place. 
and it has not stolen their song. <laughs> Somehow these guys in the worst of situations that possibly be, worse than any one of us has ever been in, and they still got a song in their heart. Psalms 137 said, Israel sat down by the rivers of Babylon and wept, and they hung their harps in the willows. They were carried away and captive, and they required us as a song. And they said, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? We hung our harps up. Our singing days are over and behind us. It will never be as good as it was. Our songs have gone. Our singing days are over with. But you know what I found out about the Lord? According to Elihu in Job 35, he said, But none setteth, where is my God maketh a who giveth songs in the nighttime. I'm glad that we serve a God that just doesn't give songs in the daylight. He just doesn't give songs at, when everything's good, but He gives songs at the midnight hour. He didn't give us songs to our heart when everything is good. He gives us songs to our heart when everything's turned upside down in our life. I'm glad God still gives songs in the midnight hour. Amen. It's easy to sing when in daytime when you can read the notes and see everything clearly. Amen. I sing that. But it takes a skillful singer. But one that can sing when there's no light. They can't read the letters. They can't read the notes. Songs in the nighttime only come from God. And it's not the power of self. Everybody can sing when life is good. But it takes the Spirit of God living on the inside of you to bring a song out of you when you're in that same situation that Paul and Silas are in. It's easy to sing when you got health in your body. It's easy to sing when you got money in your pocket. It's easy to sing when you got food on the table. When everything's fine in your life, it's easy to sing. But it takes the Holy Ghost of God and a person submitted themselves to the will of God that when everything looks like it's falling apart around you, you just bust out and sing a song. I, I believe that's the devil is standing somewhere in the dark sometimes and he, he's shaking his head at some of the saints of God two ways. Uh, he's probably shaking his head at some of the saints of God knowing how good God has been to them, where God has brought them, where God has placed them, and they give God no praises whatsoever. And the devil probably say, man, y'all just don't know. But then I believe he shakes his head and scratches his head every now and then when he sees that there, well, everything he's thrown at them, he's put them everything in the uh, position they're in, they're down and out, the world's coming apart, and everything just seems to be coming loose at the seams, and yet they're standing there singing, Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Or maybe they're singing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Maybe he's shaking his head. I don't understand why they can do that. But I can tell you why. Because they got God inside of them. Amen. 
It's not in the flesh, but it's in the Spirit of God that helps a man bring the songs out in the darkness of our days. What is it the man and a woman can sing at the midnight hour in the same shape of Paul and Silas? That's the Spirit of Christ. That is the Lord doing what God, the kind of work in our lives, bringing out that darkness. You say, I can't sing. I can't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> when, he, when, when, he was stand, when he was standing around, says, you're going to get in this line and get that voice to sing. I was too far back and they ran out before they got to me. This is my voice. It's not good. I, 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 I can't sing. I, if I start singing, people leave. People run around. But let me just say this. The Bible didn't say let everyone with a beautiful voice sing. The Bible didn't say let all the quartets sing. The Bible didn't say let the, uh, the opera people sing. The Bible said let everything that has breath sing the praises of God. Again, I say sing the praises of God. And if you're breathing tonight, you should be able to sing the praises of God. You should be able to stand and give Him the glory for what He's done for you in your life, where He's brought you from, and where He's taking you to. Every one of us should have a song in our heart. A praise to the Lord. The Bible said He brought us up from that horrible pit. Set us on that rock. And establishes our going. And then it said he put a new song in your heart. So don't tell me you don't sing. Don't tell me you can't sing. Because God said you can sing. But in my heart I'm singing praises to God. And, and you should be singing the praises to God. You should be lifting your voices up. Every one of it. You know, we come to church and we sing. Well some people do. They, some people just sit around so if you ain't singing in church with all the other saints singing, something's wrong with you. So I want to give you three things about this short story with Paul and Silas that will help us to sing in our darkest hour. When it, does, when it seems like everything's coming apart in your life, I don't know, maybe some of you have never gotten to the part where you say, like, things have fallen apart in my life. Maybe you've never seen that part where you just, you don't, you, I don't look forward to getting up in the morning because I know what I'm having to face. I know what I'm going to have to go through. I'm not looking forward to that. But yet, you get out of the bed and you do what God wants you to do. Well, let me give you three things about this. We see the setting of this dark place. The setting of this dark place. This is a place of discomfort. It's not Taj Mahal. It's not Motel 6. They ain't leaving a light on for you. I find it hard to believe that some of God's people can't sing in a heated building or uh, uh, padded pews uh, uh, surrounded by people that are all singing. But here Paul and Silas, uh, they're, in a, they're, they're not in a heated room. They're not sitting on padded benches. They're not surrounded by people that love God like they do. They're sitting in a place of discomfort. 
Bible said they had laid many stripes on them. That means they had beaten them. And did not just only throw them in the prison, they threw them in the inner prison. There's no light there. It's no comfort. Uh, and then the Bible said they put them in uh, stocks. That means they had to sit back, raise their legs up, lock their legs down. It's a place of discomfort. It's not these places, hey, I'm going to feel good. It's not a place that they want to be. They, their back's been beaten up. There's no medical intention. Nobody cares that they're there. These were just men called by God doing what God has called them to do. And they got themselves in this position and thinking about it. It wasn't in that setting that not in a church setting. Uh, it's not in a pew setting. Not in the everything good setting. It's in the I have been beaten setting. I'm in the prison setting. It's my body is a cramped up setting. When all of a sudden out of the darkness comes springs, a praise. <laughs> you picture this. Now, I don't know about you, but I do know about me. You beat my back till it bleeds, I'm going to do a lot of whining, a lot of crying. You put me in stocks, I'm going to complain. It's not going to get purity with me in the guard. I'm going to be, and then in the dark, rats running around, my back's bleeding, can't hear nothing. All you're going to hear from me, why? 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 Paul and Silas, I believe they just wear backs. Ain't God wonderful? Oh, the goodness of God is good. I, I believe they just wear back and start singing the praises of God. And the Bible says everyone heard them. And I'm, I go, my mind goes like this. Here's this guard, and here's these prisoners. The prisoners saw, saw them when they brought them in, saw them when they shackled them up and everything. And here's at midnight when they should have been crying and whining and complaining like me. They're singing God's praise. They're praying to God, singing His praises. And I imagine they're probably like, what in the world is these men doing? I imagine the guard puts this. Something wrong with them boys. We, we didn't beat them enough. I think they were wanting some more. But here, here they cut loose on singing a song, give God the praise, they're praying. And it's just not natural for somebody to do that in that discomfort position they're in. It's just like, just like the uh, uh, potter, the clay. He, he puts that forms that potter on the wheel, and then he takes that pot he makes and put it in the fire. It's a process. I, I read the process, and they said that they're looking for three things when they put that pot in the kiln there and let it start heating up. They're looking for three, three things. They're looking for a ping, pang, and a sing. A sing? How's a pot going to sing? It, it, it is what it is. They call it singing the singing pot. And when they hear that, song, when they hear that singing from that pot, they know it's at the right place that it needs to be. Sometimes God's going to put you in some fire. <laughs> Sometimes God's going to bring you to a place, 
and it's going to hurt and it's going to bang and, and all what God is doing. He ain't bringing you there to hurt you. He ain't bringing you there to upset you. Uh, he's not trying to get you down. But, but God said, hey, I put you in the fire and I'm listening for the singing. Amen. Amen. I, I imagine when... <laughs> I ain't going to finish this tonight. <laughs> I imagine that when the heavenly host is singing... And God says, shh, shh. And he leans over the balcony of heaven. And here's that one that's in the fire. Singing praise to God. Oh, that's what I was waiting for. That's what I wanted to hear. Amen. When's the last time you got in a place that you said, hey, Lord, I don't know about this. I'm about ready to give up. I don't know if I can continue. My life seems to be caving in on every side. Everybody's against me. The world's against me. Everything's against me. And all of a sudden, you just start saying, oh, how great thou art. And giving God the praise. Amen. God has been mighty good to us. God's listening for us to sing at night. You can say, when did God want to hear me sing? Well, God wants you to hear you sing all the time. God likes for his children to sing. But I really believe God wants to hear you sing when you're in the fire. In the midst of those fiery trials. When the affliction comes your way. And you just haul off against all odds and just get against the devil and you just wear it back and cut loose and start singing the praises of God. God be the glory. I, I, I believe that God wants us to hear what he's got to say. We see this is a place of discomfort and discomfort ought to bring a song out of you tonight. Not only is this a place of discomfort, but we see there's a setting of doubt here. Remember, Paul and Barnabas had a dispute over uh, uh, John Mark, so they split it up. And then Silas went one way, and Silas went with Paul on his very first mission trip. Remember, Paul had that vision. Man over Macedonia says, come and help us. We need help. They get there. Silas is looking forward to it. Thinking, hey, God certainly has ordained this. God is sending us there. Paul said, I had a vision. It was approved by God. And Silas thinking, hey, we get there. There's a revival's going to break out there. I'm going to see what the man of God can do there. They get there. And nothing happens. Nothing happens. They didn't see any men get saved. They, they saw Lydia get saved. Then they saw the woman, the, the spirits, she got saved. Don't you think they start doubting? God, you, you sent us here. You, you had to put yourself in their position. They had, had high hopes. God is sending us. Surely a revival is going to break out. I see Silas sitting there in this inner prison, 
He's scratching his head. His back is bleeding. His legs in stocks. And, he, 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 and his mind's going crazy. And he just looks and says, what in the world have I got myself into? Then he just kind of leans over and looks at Paul. Paul, are you sure you got this right? Are you sure you had a vision of this man that says, come and help us? Paul says, yeah, I got a vision. Well, it sure don't look like it, does it? We're here in prison. We're in the inner prison. I've been beaten. I've never been beaten like this before, Paul. Blood's running down my back, Paul. I'm in stocks. I've never been in stocks, Paul. You sure you got the right place? You sure you got the right city? Maybe it was a different city we were supposed to go to. Paul, we haven't seen anybody interested in the gospel. Please don't miss this. Paul is this was surely the will of God. And he's thinking if this was the will of God, it should have been smoother than what it is. Listen, we've had this bad habit in Christianity thinking the will of God and the plan for our life, it should never include pain. Should never include suffering, persecution. We have this idea I'm walking with God. God will never allow me to wind up in a situation like this. They were beaten, they were whipped, they were lied on, they were thrown in prison. And yet they're still right dab in the center of God's will. We have in our minds that we. When things like this starts to happening, we start doubting. Now, I'd ask you to raise your hand, but I'll raise my hand. Has anyone ever, ever doubted? You ever been put in a position to doubt? I did. I've been. I doubted. I doubted when I took this place. Lord, you sure? Are you sure, place? Lord, that's right. God, you messed this one up. Not me. It's your fault, God, not mine. I was in the center of your will, God. I was just doing what you told me to do. Listen to me. In this setting of doubt, then it's a setting of fear. I know what Paul is, man, mighty man of faith. I know he has the faith. Maybe we missed it. Maybe we missed it. I don't know. But you cannot tell me Paul didn't have a season of doubt. Paul said in, in uh, 2 Corinthians, For we should have not, brethren, have you in ignorant of our troubles which came to us in Asia that were passed out and measure above strength, insomuch we despaired even faith, even our life. Then in chapter 7, he said, For we were coming to Macedonia. Our flesh had no rest. But we were troubled on every side, without we're fighting, within fears. They started questioning the Lord. Is this your will? He said, within fears, Paul and fear. Maybe I just missed it. I don't know. Listen to me. In the middle of this season of doubt, wondering, God, if, if I'm even where you want me at. And at that moment, they busted loose, start singing a song. 
He said, I, I'm not going to let my weakness of faith stop me from praising God. I'm not going to let my weakness of wondering, am I where God supposed wants me at? I'm going to lift God up and praise and sing and give Him everything. I'm not, I'm not living in a season of doubt. Even wondering, God, where are you at? You're certainly not in the prison cell. You're certainly not beside me. This is surely could not be your will. And right in the middle of the prison cell, they opened up with a song in their heart. Let me tell you, sing when it gets dark. Don't stop singing. Don't stop praying. When it gets dark and you're about ready to quit, you have doubts in your life. You have doubts where God has brought you. You have got doubts where God brought you to. Don't stop singing. Why, why should I keep on singing, preacher? Point number two. There was some shaking going on. <laughs> Verse 26. They stung praises. And suddenly... <laughs> There wasn't a warning. They didn't get the 7 o'clock news. Uh, 28 earthquakes coming that way. They didn't get that. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake. <laughs> so that the foundation of the prison was shaken. And immediately, all the doors were open. And everyone's band were loosened. You say, what do I do when I, I'm in a situation like that? Keep on singing. Just keep on singing. Because God's doing some shaking somewhere. Listen to me. It's not my job. It's not your job to do the shaking. It's not your job. It's not my job to do the shaking. My job and your job is just to sing. 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 Amen. Amen. Problem is, we want to try to help God out. We're trying to do jobs, God. You know, God's job. You know, we'll shake it a little bit, but you can't shake it. We want our hand in every little part of it. But God didn't tell me to do the shaking. God told me to do the singing. God told me to do the praising, and God will do the shaking. Now, I want you to see just how precise specifically this. This earthquake is. Now, I don't know if anybody in here has ever been through an earthquake. Hey, okay. Uh, last time I checked, when an earthquake hits, when an earthquake rumbles, a lot of things tumbling. Walls come down. It's shooken up. You can't walk straight. Look how precise this earthquake was. Get this now. Get it. Get it. Good. It's good. Y'all don't like it, I do. I'll preach it to myself again. It didn't shake the walls down. The prison walls didn't fall down. The only thing this earthquake did, look how precise God is with, it shook the doors open and every band in that prison was loosened. Woo-wee! 
God is targeted right on. That, that, most earthquakes tear things up. Now, it would have been a wonderful story. Don't get me wrong. It would have been a wonderful story if the earthquake hit and the walls come tumbling down and there comes old Peter and Silas walking out of the rubble. That still have been a good story. But I think it's just, just as good that the earthquake hit and all the doors opened up, the bands loosened up. That's just something only God can do. That, that was a God earthquake. That was an earthquake. God said, you know what? Them boys down there, I heard them singing. I heard them praying. Uh, I'm going to do something that oh, nobody else can do. Uh, earthquakes, everybody knows what earthquakes. I'm going to send one. It's going to shake them all up. I'm going to open the doors and break off loose as bands on them. That's how precise. That's how, you know, mm. Boy, you, you know, you like things to be right particular at this place, at this moment, at this time. Mm. God's shaking. He hit exactly what he needed to hit to show Paul and Silas, I hear you. I hear you. You may ask, is God working in my situation? I don't know. But don't stop singing. <laughs> don't stop singing. Watch God work in a specific situation for just you. You know, we, we think that uh, 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 all our situations are the same. No, every one of us has got different situations in our life. Every one of us goes through all kinds of different problems. And if God was specific on one problem, one problem only, you may not have that problem. Lord, I'm waiting until you get to the problem that you can handle, but you're not handling this over here. But God can handle your problem. God can handle your problem. God can handle your problem all at the same time. You say, well, mine's specific, mine specific to this. God says, I don't care. I, I can handle it. I got it. You may be going through a valley. You may be going through a storm. It's different, but God's right there handling it. He's shaking everything up in your situation as long as you keep singing in the nighttime. Amen. I want to encourage you. Keep singing. God is concerned with your needs. God is concerned with your family. I don't know what God's doing, but just don't stop singing. You keep singing your situation. God will do all the shaking in your situation. God done some soul shaking here too. Don't you see this? Verse 29. Shook. The doors open. The bands were loosened. Now the jailer all this time, the jailer doesn't fall asleep, you know, like a typical jailer. Guard, he's out cold like that. He's, he's sleeping. When that shooking going on, <laughs> kind of woke him up. <laughs> he got woken up. Verse 29, then he called for a light and sprang in and came in trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas. He, he, he thought that when he saw the doors open, the bands loose, and he, said, he pulled his sword out and he was about ready to kill himself. Because if I don't do it, the king's going to do it. Then he brought them out and said, Silas, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Listen, an earthquake and he's thinking the prisons are gone. 
Don't lead a man saying, what must I do to be saved? Just because the prison, he thinks the prison is gone, just because an earthquake gone, it don't lead a man to say that. Listen, the guard is sitting and playing. Listen to Paul and Silas singing. He knows that they have been beaten. He knows what they've been through. He knows how they didn't act. He knows what they've been put through. He don't understand how in the world could they do that singing praises of God when he knows what they've been through. The Bible said he went to sleep, and I, believe, I truly believe that he fell asleep under conviction. And all of a sudden, you wake up and see the doors open, and Paul said, we're still here. He realized that he had something. They had something that he doesn't have. He had to get a hold of what they had. God was shaking his soul. I'm telling you, if we keep praying, we keep praising, we keep preaching the book, God will shake the souls of sinners up around here. The Bible said the doors were open. And everyone's... <laughs> Y'all got to get... I, I, I just about jumped out of my skin. I told somebody today, I feel like I'm so good, feel so good, I'm, I think I got somebody else's body. They need to come and get it back. They need to come and get it back. They shook the cells. The band, the doors opened. The bands were loosened. Now, if you're ever in prison, and all of a sudden your stocks fall off your leg, the doors open, what would you think? It's time to get out. I'm making a beeline. <laughs> but no, they don't. They don't. In fact, the other guards come in, shackle them back up, shut the doors, lock them back up in. Only one man came to Paul and Silas. Said, Sir, what must I do to be saved? Now all the other all the other prisoners knew exactly the same thing that guard knew. They heard them singing. They heard them praying. They felt the earthquake. They saw the doors open. They saw the, the, the bands break off their legs. They saw all that. Don't you think if they saw all that and heard Paul and Silas hanging there singing and praising the God, all of a sudden this happened. Don't you think there should have been a whole lot more people running to Paul and Silas, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? No. They were shackled back up and the doors shut. And they're still in their bondage. Still in their bondage. See, that's where a lot of Christians are at today. They're still in their bondage. What must I do to be saved? No. They stayed in their thing, in their cells. We see the saving. God saves the sinner in the dark and the saints out of the dark. He said, what must I do to be saved? Paul said, like I said, get baptized, join a church, give tithes, go on mission trips, be a good person, and you might just make it in. That's the way they're telling us today. He said, said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house. 
You say, where's the repentance there? I believe that if you truly believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, He is repenting. You can't believe on the Lord Jesus Christ without repenting. If he believes in the gospel and, and sides uh, against himself with the Lord, that is the gospel of Jesus Christ, died for our sins. He is turning from what he was to turning to God. I believe that's repenting. I imagine when the guard was beating them and he put them in that prison. You imagine it. Imagine if they were getting those stripes, and if it would have been me, it would have been a whole different story. It would not have been this story, I know that. It, would probably been that. it probably wouldn't have been in the book if it would have been me in there. If the guard was beating them, and all they heard out of Paul and Silas's mouth was blanketed, blank, blanketed, blank, blanketed, blank, blank, blank. Wait till I get out of here. I'll meet you behind the prison. I'll beat your head in. I'm coming to your house. I know where you live. I'm going to knock on your door. I'm going to kick it down. You imagine if that's all that God heard, when all that other stuff was going on, he would not have paid one bit of attention to it. Not a bit of attention. But he saw them take what they was given, shackled up in a prison, and singing praises to God. He said, them boys got something I surely do want. I need. He said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Yes. Listen, your actions, what you do in the, your midnight time, it will either lead somebody to Christ or lead somebody away from Christ. I have seen too many Christians when some affliction come their way, all they want to do is whine, complain, this and that. God did this. God did that. No, God ain't done nothing. You did it all. You got yourself in the position that you're in. God's trying to get you out. But you keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper and blaming God, cussing about God, telling God ain't no good. I don't want church. Church ain't never been good to me. I'm telling you what, all the things I've found in my church has been good to me. <laughs> I ain't going to finish. Getting back to that vision Paul had. That man in Macedonia said, come and help, we need help. I can't prove it, but I believe it's the theology of Jimmy. I'll write a book on it someday. But I believe that that man that Paul seen in the vision was this jailer. Was this jailer. Okay. God had, to, God had to bring Paul and Silas to a position and a place where they could be with him. Because if Paul and Silas have been in church, he's still in, he's a guard. He ain't going nowhere. So God had to bring Paul and Silas to a place where this guard could get in contact with it. And Paul and Silas showed the, the presence of God in their life and the love of God. And they sung and, and gave praises and prayed. And this guy heard it. I, believe, I truly believe that man was the man in the vision. God sent them for. For this one man, 
You don't think God don't send somebody a place just for one person? What did Jesus wind up on the shore? That maniac come running at him. He's the only one there. Only one, only one, only one. He got the ship and left back the other side. You don't think, don't, now if Jesus went all the side for one man, don't think for a second that he would not put you in a place where you're in a problem, you're in a fire, you're in a darkness for just one person. Let me say this and I'm done. I, I, I believe that. You know, I can't prove it. I can't prove it. Well, I'd wait to get to heaven and ask him because he's going to be there. He got saved. Was you in that vision? Yeah, that was me. I was like, oh, come on. I truly believe that God's going to put some of us in a dark place for a family member, for a loved one, for a friend. You're going, you're going to be in that dark, not them. You're going to be in that dark place. And they see you in that dark place. They know what you're going through. They know what you've been through. They know what you've been And yet, you're sitting there and says, thank you, Lord. Praise God. And it just might be that you're there for them, for that loved one. A mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a cousin, family member. A friend that you've been there with. A friend that's about ready to die. Yeah. You may be put in that dark place just for that one person. Yeah. Amen. You may be in a dark place right now. You, you, you're thinking, I, I can't get through this. I don't know how I'm going to make it through. I can't see the end of it. Just keep on singing. Because God's going to do some shaking. And when God does some shaking, there's some things going to break loose in your life. Amen. Amen. Amen.